And everybody's telling me, like, now's when it really matters. A lot of pressure. And then you're a young adult. Will I be picked for the job I want? Is my resume right? Is my, will I be chosen? And then as a parent, will my kids love me, obey me? Will it all turn out the way I thought it would? Life's just a series, isn't it, of like this pressure. Will I be picked? Will I get it right? Madeline Levine is one of the, one of the most meaningful books I've read just in terms of insight into the people with whom I live and breathe and minister. Uh, it was a book by Madeline Levine. I've read it within the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, called, um, wait, what's the title? Uh, I don't know. I forget the title. Anyway, I thought I wrote it down here. She, she talks about maladaptive perfectionism. And the title is like, the first part of the title is The Price of Privilege. And the subtitle is, I found it, how, the material, how, the, how pressure and material advantage are creating a generation of disconnected and unhappy kids. How pressure and material advantage are creating a generation of disconnected and unhappy kids. She talks about, we are raising a generation of the best and the brightest and the saddest. Well, I have good news for you today. You've been picked. You're chosen. All of you, you have been chosen. Those are the words of Jesus. You didn't choose me, I chose you. <sighs> Take a deep breath. You're picked. But if you're anything like most of us who live in this pressure cooker that we exist in, you're probably thinking, oh, great. Picked to bear fruit. That's just another thing I got to add to my to-do list. We even bring in that pressure from outside into our community of faith. That means we got we to bear fruit. We better work really hard. We better get ready for Lindsay. We got we to make sure we can grow and have the best programs and, and the best worship and the best music. And, and, and we've got to, let's see, we've got to minister to the kids this way and the youth this way and everything. Is that the fruit that Jesus is talking about? Let me tell you, I, I believe truly, and, and this is where preaching is so contextual, this is a message for this particular people, right? I'm looking out and I see. I believe that the sheer force of your anxious energy can create success for Kairos as a church. I think you can do that. Will it be fruit that lasts? Well, according to Jesus, only if it comes from abiding in Christ. 
abiding in love. What springs forth from love? From being planted in the God of love. What comes forth from that? Not from your anxious energy. Because Jesus says, look, apart from me, you can do what? Do you remember? Nothing. Goose egg, zilcho, zippo, nada, empty set. So what does that mean? What springs forth from love, bearing fruit, that's the kind of ministry I'm praying for you to have in your own lives and all y'all together. These words of Jesus were spoken to everybody together. And we're talking, I'm, I've got this illustration of fruit, but let's be clear, that's just an illustration. Jesus was talking about grapes on a vine. So when you abide on the vine, you are tangled up with all the other fruit. The commandment, love one another. I, I really believe, like, so Jesus, this is his last night, and he's saying his last moments with these folks, he goes, love one another. Why didn't he just say love your neighbor like he said all the time? Well, because you know what? You could end up like the cartoon character, Peanuts Lucy. There's a great cartoon where she's like, I love mankind. It's people I can't stand. <laughs> but Jesus is looking around and saying, no, if you're going to actually love your neighbor, you got to start with the person right in front of you. Now, don't get stuck here, right? I met with someone this week who said, yeah, that's great. I love loving people just like me. But I really believe that when you are rooted and grounded and abiding in love together and learning to love one another, love begets love, and you can no more learn to love your children and go out there and not have a heart for other people's children. Abide in love, and you will bear fruit. Isn't it a silly thing to think about a tree trying to bear fruit, gritting its teeth? I'm going to try to love these people. Gritting its teeth, swallowing its pride, trying. That is not abiding. Being on the receiving, being someone who bears the fruit of trying to love, is no fun, and neither is it being on the receiving end of that kind of love. Abide in me, and you will bear fruit. The imperative in this passage is to abide, to remain, to stay, to dwell in love. And you will bear fruit. Bearing fruit is not the product of a fearful, anxious, trying life in response to pressure. It's the product of a life or a community who live in the promise of God, a life of abiding in God's love, bears fruit. So Kairos Church, as you move into a new season with Lindsay, 
Will you use your immense gifts, capacities, skills, and resources to try to love one another in this world that God so loves? Or will you trust in the one true vine from whom all life and love grows? Will your lives and ministries be anxiety-driven or an abiding in the love of God? Both kinds of lives have results. Pressure-driven lives and ministries often get a lot of kudos because they look really good. But they're kind of like this piece of fruit. Take a bite. He doesn't want to eat it. Why? You want to try one? It's fake. Looks good. You can have a life that looks great. You can have a congregation that looks great. But if you want to have a congregation and a life that is delicious, that is nourishing, that is life-giving, you have to abide in the vine. Amen.